heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. I think everybody can attest to the fact that uh, these government agencies are empowered and weaponized uh, to the point that they are a threat against the American people. What's really screwed up about all of this, uh, frankly, is that, you know, you think of us, we're a class of people, we the people, and we elect these politicians to office, our, our fellow citizens to represent us. This is what I really never get about this. So we elect our fellow citizens, right? These, these are people who put their pants and, and clothes on the same way we do. There's nothing really terribly special about them other than they have the gift of gab. Uh, and they talk to us of the fact that they can represent us in some capacity. So we then vote them into, into office. And, and that's one set of problems, but then just below all of that, with all of these government agencies, to me, this is the bigger problem. We've seen this a lot throughout the Trump years. Remember with all the leaks, right? All the leaks happening, all the whistleblowing kind of stuff going on back and forth, people undermining uh, the administration, uh, whatever the policies were, they didn't like them, they didn't go along with them, they went another way. And they basically put their finger up into the air and that's it. They did what they wanted to do. They weren't following the orders of the, the, the commander in chief or what he wanted. This was never the design of our framers to have these runaway government agencies. And frankly, it is surely becoming the death of us because of this empowerment and what's happening. Now, the thing about these government agencies is they're just below the radar screen. And you're so they're sort of, how do I say to you? They're untouchables. Let's call them the untouchables, okay? And when you say that, it doesn't sound right, but it, but, but it is true. You know, you always hear those sayings where you, you can't fire government people. You, you, you have to have, you check every box and, you know, dot, dot the I's and square across the T's and, and you still can't fire them. And, the, you know, you've heard that how many times? And that's so those people are like a protected class. Uh, even beyond an endangered species, if you will. Uh, so there's some protected class of people and they're just below the radar screen. And they're, they're sort of like termites in your home or cockroaches, if you will. And what we need to do as the American people is turn on the lights. We need to turn on the lights and see these cockroaches for what they are. Uh, I have spoken to you multiple times now uh, about uh, some answers to this problem. And I, I've given you some thoughts about how we fix this thing and we'll talk a little bit more about that today. But I, I, we're gonna take a deep dive here today into this weaponization of all of these government agencies, but surely the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS, uh, Homeland Security, you name them, they're all out of control. They're all out of control. And they, they beat to a different drum they don't follow orders or they, they feel like they're empowered no matter what who the administration is. If they don't agree with the administration, then they just don't follow those marching orders and they do their own thing. And boy, we've seen that a lot in recent days. Now you see all of this happening with the new bill, this uh, quasi 
reduction bill of the uh, inflation, which is, you know, we all know is an absolute joke. Uh, there's nothing. Th this is the thing about the, the Marxist Democrats is they are they have the trickery of the English language. Whatever they say, it's always the opposite. So you just have to know whatever they're telling you. If, if they say black, it's usually white. Uh, if they say blue, it's usually pink. Uh, say day, it's probably night. Uh, this is the way they operate. It's it's what they do. Uh, and so, but but yeah, you, you wonder how many people in the country have figured that out by now. But now you see the empowerment with this new, uh, uh, whatever the hell you want to call it, this IRA bill. That's kind of what it is, Infl Inflation Reduction Act and IRA bill, right? Uh, they're, now they're talking about an 80, 87,000. I mean, can you even count that high? I mean, 87,000 IRS, what do you do with 87,000? What, the, what are we going after people over in Portugal and Nigeria? What 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 are we doing with eighty seven thousand of these cats? And and then by now you probably know or you've seen or maybe you haven't or maybe I'm going to give you a surprise. But the ads on their site with the IRS that they have this hiring blitz now is that they want you to be armed. Can you do you know do you, uh, do you know how to fire and are you willing to kill people? I mean, their messaging is right there that you, you have to use it. You have to be willing to use a deadly force, I believe is the words they use. It's right there on their site. And you probably know that by now. So and we're talking about the IRS here now. Uh, we're not even talking about a, a, a police uh, unit, you know what I'm saying? So then you, you have to really begin to think, what are they doing? What are they up to? And we started seeing some of this being talked about even before this this recent bill. Now, this bill, if it gets through the House and it is scheduled to do so, unless there are a handful of Democrats that suddenly grow a brain. And if they do grow a brain, then we that would be a beautiful day, I have to tell you. Boy, that would be something for our country to see that defeated after the trickery in the Senate uh, to be able to get that through. That's where we find ourselves right now. And that's just one piece of the pie. We see what's happened now with the DOJ and the FBI specifically uh, with Mar-a-Lago uh, and uh, the president. And again, it's across the board. All of these government agencies are being weaponized. Uh, what does this really mean? How do we get back control? Because we've lost control. And again, these, these cockroaches or whatever they are just below the radar screen, uh, they believe they're empowered or they have our best interest at heart, if you will. Don't, don't you think that's what that's the th that's the implied message they put out there. But you know that they're absolutely full of it. it, it nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, this. Um, this is one of the most concerning things. And I have some specific thoughts on how to fix it. Have a couple of really unique voices on here today uh, that I would be happy and thrilled to introduce you to. Uh, Karen Schoen will be here. I haven't talked to her in quite some time on air. And uh, Karen, um, she hosts the show, The Prism of America's Education. She's a talk show host. Uh, she is, I call her an expert on globalism. Uh, and a whole lot of other things as well. Uh, but uh, she certainly follows the globalists like nobody's business. She's an educator, former dean, uh, teacher, uh, brilliant mind uh, when it comes to education and um, hangs with some pretty cool people, actually. Uh, so uh, her show is on the platform as well. She'll be here today. And also uh, a new voice on the platform, Patricia Antone is here. And uh, Patricia is... Um, uh, she's a, surely a defender of liberty, no doubt about that. 
know, but she is um, serves in a lot of volunteer capacity. She's uh, an activist, if you will, is the best way I would call her, uh, involved in a lot of groups uh, and Tea Party groups and, and other type of uh, uh, operations, if you will. Uh, and she is a writer also for America Out Loud. And so it's a privilege to have both of them here. They both have very unique op-eds, which we'll talk about a little bit today on the platform. Um, let's unwind this thing now. And, and I think uh, what I want to do is start, start Karen, I want to get right to you and I want to talk to you, but I know you read the op-ed that Patricia wrote on the D-Marxist, which is an interesting way to call them actually, D Marxist party is scheming to rig the midterms. But specifically, I want to get to the weaponization of these agencies. Shed, if you have trouble believing uh, this, uh, note the 87,000 additional IRS auditors uh, that their latest uh, abomination authorizes. Uh, and she gets into the, uh, again, she points out the Inflation Reduction Act, the Orwellian name. Um, and it talks about this um, this empowerment of this. Uh, Karen, what do you honestly make of this with this latest move and then with the Mar-a-Lago thing and are Americans paying attention? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And I do not believe Americans are paying attention. And that is the sad part. And sadly, this did not come as a surprise to me at all. And as you said, I have. Well, which part didn't come as a surprise? Mar-a-Lago, the eighty-seven IRS auditors. I'm wondering. Mar-a-Lago didn't come as a surprise. The IRS agents didn't come as a surprise. Wow. The weaponizing of all of the agencies did not come as a surprise, and probably I knew it was coming because I have been reading the documents that these people have been using to educate themselves for the last. 50, 60 years. And if you go back and you look at some of the things that their leaders have said, what they're doing is not a surprise. So if I to may- Tell I, people, Karen, what document you're speaking about so everybody's clear. Okay, right now I'm talking about the original Agenda 21. Right. And this is where all of these ideas have culminated and have come and have become the offshoot of all of these other policies. But if you go back and you read the original document, 300 pages, 40 chapters of how to control every aspect of human development, every aspect of human activity. So if they're going to control it, then it makes sense that they would merge these agencies together and weaponize them because people don't like to be controlled. They wrote a document in uh, just after Agenda 21 called the Johannesburg Accord. And in this document, they described how they would implement all of these policies. And the policy that they chose um, was depopulation was one of them. And um, the merging of agencies of sharing of information and the creation of NGOs, non-government agencies, non-government organizations to eliminate elected officials by using regionalism to take over the local communities through bureaucratic agencies. Okay, so, now, now, no freeze, surprise. Freeze, freeze that thought now. Let me, let me ask you this now. Let's freeze the thought. You, you painted a pretty interesting picture right now. Now, with all that, Karen, 
and you're speaking more of a globalist movement. And when you speak about the, uh, the you're laid out perfectly and how they, they've infiltrated and all the agencies and all things. But then you bring it back to the states here. How do we connect the the dots from are the these the weaponization of all of this here? In other words, and we see Biden and we see the, the administration. And so nobody really believes he's calling the shots specifically. But how do we connect the globalists themselves to the powers to be in Washington and then to the government agencies? How does all this connect or happen in real time? Money. That's how it happens. They have, they bribed the Department of Education to go to the governors to get Common Core, which is a which was a curricula that uh, is against education code. The federal government is not supposed to get involved in curricula. That is supposed to be up to the fifty individual states, but right. they don't care because they use money. Listen to what Biden said. He went to the schools and he said, "If you don't let uh, boys and the girls." bathroom under our LGBTQ garbage, mm -hmm. then uh, we're going to take away your lunch money. Really? Really? Uh, but that's how they do it. They are bribing the officials. They are bribing them either through deals like you saw with Nancy Pelosi, insider trading, mm -hmm. or they are bribing the local communities through grants. And they're very sadly, many of the local communities, especially if they're going for a HUD grant, don't pay attention to the fine print, mm -hmm. which may say, and mostly does, uh, say that if you're going to put up X number of uh, luxury buildings, then you have to put up Y number of low income projects. And we don't care where you live and where you are, you have to do that. So people are not accustomed to reading the fine print. And they are not, they are accustomed to reading a summary, so they don't pay attention. And then all of a sudden, we have a Westchester scenario where Westchester took HUD money, built community, uh, did the uh, whatever they were supposed to do, put in the roads, etc. But then HUD came knocking on their door and said, wait a minute, you didn't put up 800, or, which later became 8,000 low income housing. Now, the Fed, the Feds were taken to court by Westchester County, but Westchester County lost. So you have the federal bureaucracy, which is then going to be sued by, lo by local states. But if you have judges who are part and parcel with this globalist attitude, then the local communities are going to right, well, let me So let me push back just a second on something here. So here's, you know, I think the average person listening would trying to understand how you connect these dots. I mean, you lay out a very compelling case there. A lot of it makes sense what you're saying within the money trail and how people have bought off. And how really, I think the other point that people should not lose sight of, but they do, and you briefly mentioned it, which is the 50 states that have the power, but have succumbed and given up to big mama government. Uh, and that really has happened, our 10th Amendment. And it's, I mean, this is probably the biggest problem we have today is that uh, federalism. Uh, and that's where all roads are gone evil and the empowerment of this big government has taken place. So the cahoots, let's talk about the cahoots. And Patricia, let me bring you right on into this dialogue, right into the barrel here with Karen and I and the heat of it here and, and ask you, 
what I'm trying to understand, and I just want everybody to really grab onto it because it's not an easy piece what we're talking about here. So, all right, if we're talking about, Karen mentioned Pelosi, she mentioned other uh, congressmen, senators on that level and, you know, uh, trade in that sort of thing. Let's face it. Everybody knows they get rich. They don't get rich on $150,000, $180,000 salary a year. You don't become a multi-millionaire and many times over based on that. Clearly, these people are doing other things. That's obvious. Um, and so we have all of that. Then, But then within all these agencies, Patricia, you have all of the directors, you have the VPs, you have these other level people who are really, to me, is where the power is. These people are, they beat to their own drum. They're the ones who, to me, in my world, sunk Trump. They've leaked everything, whistle blew everything, and just made a mockery out of the administration. So when you take those layers there and connect those layers of the agencies and then, you know, the, the politicians in Washington and then the globalists that Karen points out, what is your view of connecting all that in real time, Patricia, that listeners can grab onto to say, OK, this makes sense? The, the danger happens when power aggregates whether money becomes the, uh, the mechanism by which that happens or not, the power aggregating to central authorities is the, 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 basic, the basic definition of the problem. And, and if we can help people understand that, that you don't- So you're talking about the, belt, the beltway of Washington, D.C. here we're speaking of. Well, yes, but, but then greater than that, the, the, global, the global agenda. Okay. So these people are beholden to the CCP or whomever, you know, the, uh, the right. uh, World Economic Forum. But, but the crux of the problem is power cannot aggregate to central authorities. It cannot migrate out of my community safely and go- to people 2000 miles away. And, and our founders recognized this when they framed the constitution, they recognized that, that, that power tends to do that. That's a natural inclination. Right. And the reason it is, is because human nature, right? right? Most of us are gonna go do life. We're not gonna pay attention to this stuff. Most of us are gonna do our own living and, and, and so forth like this. So power has a tendency to aggregate to the top. So did they build in mechanisms for correcting that? The answer is yes, they did. What, what is it? Five. Tell us. Article five of the U.S. Constitution allows us to rein in federal power. Now, in, in the past, we have 27 different amendments that were put there, but they were proposed by Congress. Mm -hmm. So in whatever set of ways, they were consistent with the, the agenda and the needs of Congress. The other part of Article five allows us to propose them in the states. And that right there, even before anything passes at all, just the proposition of amendments by the states instead of the federal government, the fact that we are bypassing the federal Congress in making these proposals, and we are dealing with the question of how can we rein in federal power, how best to do that, that is, is what this allows us to do. And it, and it starts working the minute we call an Article 5 convention and begin making these proposals. Uh, Karen, speak about Article 5 now, what uh, Patricia says there. Uh, in, um, uh, I mean, this is, this is fascinating. She puts it right out there and says, well, because, you know, I often say, did the framers really consider all of this? I mean, I, I don't know that they, I mean, like you say, uh, Patricia, they, they realize power corrupts and absolute power is corrupt, 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 corrupt. 
And but yet I wonder, you know, did they ever really consider these government agencies would become so empowered or drunk on power as they are? What do you say to all that, Karen? Well, I'm not a believer in an Article five convention. Um, Personally, because I don't believe any of these people, I have no trust for them at all. And it's also important that we understand that the globalists are in both parties. So this is not a party deal. This is a globalist versus a nationalist idea. And that really is the problem. It's hard for people to grasp the concept that globalists and uh, these people are in both parties. But the stage has been set through education. And um, I'd like to read a very short one thing from the Club of Rome. And the Club of Rome was the group, the think tank that was very much behind Agenda 21. So listen to what they are telling our children and have been doing this for the last uh, five generations. The common enemy of humanity is man in re- In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these are dangers caused by human intervention, and it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is man itself. So if you are teaching from the time that kid enters kindergarten that humanity, man is the enemy, then by the time that kid graduates, picking up a gun and being part of the IRS is no big deal because what are you doing? You are fighting the enemy. So they have instilled this in our children for the last, I would safely say last four generations. Now, where are these people? They are in our government. They have bureaucratic jobs. And as a result, they have taken these attitudes that they have learned, like the ends justify the means. Or if it's a famine and people die, oh, too bad, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to depopulate yeah. anyway. So what they are doing is just combining all of the things that they have learned and trying to coalesce them under one idea and go after who? Man, because man is the one that is causing all, all right, of So this article finds here, and as far as the, it, which really is two thirds of, of the legislature's uh, and this is the convention for the uh, for the amendments. Uh, you don't think that's because people I hear okay, wh- part of the people I hear are very passionate about this. Some are not. Yes. And my fear is the first time any meeting comes together, what's the first thing they do? They say, well, these are going to be the rules of this convention. And they set forth and they make the rules. And what if the first rule was we're going to toss the Constitution and put in this one in its place? All right, no, no, all right, stop there now. Choice. All, right, all right, gotcha. So let's not speculate more on that, but let me come back and ask you then. So if it's not that, what is the answer? Oh, the answer is local. We must make sure that the people that we elect pay attention, know the Constitution, know the Tenth Amendment, and know what their service should be and know what they should, but their job should be. We have no oversight. We have a group of people that are afraid of their own shadow, or perhaps maybe being afraid of being Mar-a-Lago'd. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to come back and say to you here, that's part of the problem, what you're speaking about. But here's the deal that, uh, you know, many, well, we'll use the word Republicans, but conservatives use whatever word you want there. 
many of them, uh, you know, politics being local, uh, this is where the Democrats have cleaned up. The left have cleaned up in recent years and have been steadfast. In Shame that. on us. Well, it is. And it's just like the same thing, Karen, when, you know, people say, well, you know, why is these things happening? Or why does the left own all the social media? Why do they own all the newspapers? Why do they own all the media outlets? Why do they? People, when I ask that question, people will say back to me, well, well, the Republicans are busy raising their family and making money. And it really irritates the hell out of me that they get away with that talking point. Like somehow that's a better than vow sort of thing because they're doing the real work over here with raising families and making money so they can let everything else bypass. In the meantime, we're being swallowed whole, aren't we? Yes, and we have been taught that. That's the problem. What did you learn in school? Be the silent majority. The government is right. The school is right. So if you learned that from the time that you were in kindergarten, sure. and that is hammered into your head yeah. constantly, 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 by the time you graduate, you can't read. But boy, well, let me, let me say to you, Karen, right. that here we don't do the silent majority. We do ha- we do the out loud truth. So here, here we're out loud. <laughs> you know loud what? Can mouth. I get out loud? We, we need uh, yeah. to have more of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's exactly it. And yes, Patricia, let's get you to get out loud on exactly what we're talking about here on this, uh, the, your proposal on the convention and why or why that would not work and the local politics as well. I, I totally agree that that obviously they have been teaching that for five generations mm-hmm. and you and I and Karen were all part of that five generations. So the manifest truth is they didn't get us all <laughs> and they didn't. It's just it's the same in, in the founding era, you know. Patricia, why don't you think they got us all? Now, stop there a minute here. You, you get, you get my question. antenna up. Why, why didn't they get us all? Because some of us were taught by our families mm-hmm. that the foundation of morality is respect for other people's rights. And if we are, we are taught that, that the foundation of all moral conduct, all consequential morality is respect for other people's rights. Then we come to realize that the the limit to my exercise, my moral exercise of rights, is the point at which it interferes with somebody else's, right? Mm -hmm. When we have that fundamental instilled in us by our families, then we we start recognizing the BS attendant to to this agenda. All right, now let me leap forward and ask you the same thing I asked Karen a moment ago here. I mean, unless you really believe Article 5 is the answer, and if you do, push back on that. And if not, what would the answer be? To, to, well, yeah. I do believe that Art- Article 5 is, is at least part of the answer. Certainly, uh, elections and better educating people um, in order to, to elect people that respect the Constitution. Sure, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But you know what that we have been trying that exclusively for how many generations against a Marxist agenda that has only gained strength. So it's time to do something new. And here's, here's what I would say about that. If you read more and learn more about, and I would recommend um, Robert Nadelson. Um, He is a a fantastic scholar, constitutional scholar who has written extensively on this topic. And he turned around from anti-Article 5 to pro-anti-Article 5 based on his original document research and and, and all of this. And that occurred over a period of a decade or more. But just just to let you know that that once a convention is called, what that means is that at least uh, two thirds of the states agreed to the specific scope 
and it is a legally binding scope of the convention. Right. And what that means is that the purpose, every, every amendment proposal that would come out of that convention will first be measured against, did it comport with scope? If it fails to comport with scope, it gets thrown out. It's not eligible to go on to the states. So are there no safeguards? Can they say they're going to throw out the constitution? I would say to you two things. Number one, the constitution is well and thoroughly being thrown out as we speak. So that is happening. There's no reason for this irrational. That's a good answer back to that question you give. But do you think two thirds of the uh, states would stand up? Well, we're, we're getting there. The convention of states if you go to conventionofstates.com, there are 19 states now signed on mm-hmm. to a convention which scope is limited to limiting federal power in, okay. uh, in finance, in terms, um, and, and, and oh, in the, uh, the uh, jurisdiction. So okay. there's that it, it is happening. It needs more support and it needs to get stopped. But, we need mm-hmm. to stop pushing back uh, against a constitutional yeah, provision. I, I want to ask you this, both both of you this year, in, in regards to, you know, I, I started and I talked about our fellow citizens that we send to Washington, D.C., uh, and then they let us down. I mean, people who, again, they, they're, just, they're human beings. They're like us. They put their pants on and uh, we send them there to represent us. And then they get sucked up into the system. Back to your point, Patricia, about power corrupts. Uh, and there it is. And then they sell us out down the road. Now, I think about all of that and those people, and they're all over the place. They're dotted all over the landscape here. And those government agencies that are drunk on power, and then all these politicians at that level. And then, Karen, as you always represent the globalist and the fact that they're on the move. So in order to have a takeover of America, we see that all of this has to line up perfectly in my world, which is all these government agencies, where, which is where really a lot of the power is, frankly, okay? Because there's so many of them and they're everywhere. It's the bureaucracy of Washington, D.C. And then all of these politicians. And so when we see the, the fact of the drunk on power all the way up to the globalists, and you talk about connecting the dots, It's still hard for Americans to grasp without becoming a theorist, okay, to grasp that the well, that the globalists are really taking over the country and they're connected all the way through to these agencies, right into our local governments. People have a hard time with that. What do you say to that, real quick? Give me a quick answer, Patricia, and then I get one from Karen. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's human nature to, to, to go about your life until you can no longer go about your life. And mm-hmm. I think when people see these armed agents of the federal government that had been bean counters only two years ago, now actually taking the place of our police force, wow. we've turned the police force into a bureaucracy mm-hmm. and we've we've instead federalized police powers under the IRS, it's obscene. And it would become a communist state because they're taking everything you own at that point, exactly. whether you like and it so or not. People's man. lives become interfered yeah. with enough. Then they say, yeah. what are our options? Yeah, we can um, let it blow up and get violent, or we can look yeah. to the Constitution and say, what mechanisms exist? Karen, give me, a, give me a, a minute answer on that as well, please. Well, I believe the globalists have a plan. And that's part of, that is the problem. And it's an evil plan, but it's a plan nonetheless. So if you take a look at the Democrats, they all sing the same song. They all say the same thing. They all, and no matter who they are, they're all singing the same talking points. We don't do that. And that's 
the good part and the bad part because Americanism is based on individualism. The bad part of individualism is that we don't work and play well with others because we let our egos get in the way. And my point has always been if we took their plan and followed it and changed the outcome, so instead of making it evil, we'd make it good, we'd be a lot better off than saying to the people, here's all the information, go read it and make your own decision. People are incapable of making their own decision now. They have to be guided. They have to be led. They have to be told what to do. And if they're told something evil, because it's coming from the government, they don't look at it that way. So the lying and the twisting and the turning is all part of the same program, which is to drive the people in one direction, and that is to give them power on a continual basis. And unless we stand up and come together. We have how many different conservative groups? Mm -hmm. I get thousands of emails every week from different groups all saying the same thing. Now, wouldn't it be a great idea if all these groups got together and said the same thing? That's how you you, that's how you show the power. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're not doing. Right, and we right. are not standing up and we're not, we are allowing them to dictate to us insanity in schools to pervert our children. That's okay. Right. We're allowing that to happen. Right. Well, some people are finally reaching out and saying, no, we're not going to okay. allow that to happen. All right. All right. All right. Wow. What an engaging conversation to be sure here. And I, I knew that it would be because you've got two, two uh, brilliant people here on the program. Frankly, uh, two people I'm very proud to have associated with America Out Loud, uh, Karen Schoen and Patricia Antone. And if you want to read their writings, friends, just go up onto our team on americaoutloud.com and take a look there. Uh, some really fascinating stuff. Um, there's an interesting op-ed that Karen just put out recently, and I, I, I want her to bring that to life, and then I'm anxious to get Patricia's opinion on it as well. And, uh, and it, it really was an op-ed that never talk politics and religion. You remember your family probably told you that as well, or your grandfather or something at the dinner table, right? Of course, that's uh, I never paid attention to that stuff, but, you know, uh, probably why I never got along with family as well. Right. Uh, not tell them what avenue to get off of the highway. <laughs> so uh, but this article was uh, never talk politics and religion. Don't trust your parents. Uh, sadly, we listened. It's a fascinating read, actually, and imagery, if you will, about growing up in America. So I'm thinking of those people. OK, and I'm thinking of those people that have been empowered because I often think about who are the cats that are running all of this? Like, is there something unique about them? Why do they take the position they take? Is it sim- is it as simple as they're drunk on power? Is that is that all there is to it? Is it about them? What? Making money, getting rich, selling out, trading uh, bad trade deals. I mean, what what exactly is it that they're willing to sell out our fellow man and our country? You know, think about I think about it all the time. Why? How? How do we get a better cast of characters to represent us? You know, I often say to you, you probably heard me. You know, we we send the worst of us, it appears to me, to represent us. And it's about time we change that paradigm, friends. And we send the best of us, not the worst of us. And the truth of the matter is, I've seen that over a lot of years in corporate boardrooms. It really spooked me what I seen, what I what I felt. 
I knew that most of the brains and the people that were making it happen were in the business community. They were not in politics. And it um, frightened me. And this was many years ago now, keep in mind, uh, friends. So this, this, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, I mean, through the Obama years, that was a, a religion of chaos and confusion. And I railed against that. So that's when I left the agency world, my my career, and got into radio and had a publicist out of New York and uh, was on all of the networks. Uh, this is before America Out Loud now, because America Out Loud, as you know, is only six and a half years old. It's a baby still. And uh, but that was before that. And, and that's what I was doing. But I realized and recognized that the brightest of the bright were not in politics. And uh, that's the way it is. They, they were in the business community, as people were saying, making money, doing things as the country is going down the trash can uh, to the heap of, uh, of uh, history. You know, it's, it's, it's an awful thing. It's outrageous what's taking place in our country. So. I think when you peel an onion like this, it's, it's, it's important, number one, you don't cry as you peel the onion, but uh, that you peel the onion and get down to the truth, the out loud truth and what it is. So I have an idea. I will, we'll talk about those people that were growing up in America at a time and era that Karen talks about. Who the hell are these people and why are they, well, uh, snorting or taking the opioids or whatever they're doing here. What, what, why are they on crack here, all of these people? Or, or are they? I'm, I'm figuratively speaking here, but you know what I'm saying. And, um, and, and how do we get that back in? How do we get that back controlled? They, they often say you can't put the genie back in the bottle kind of thing once it's exposed and out. That's the problem, really. We have such a corrupt system. So when, when you know, Patricia brings up, you know, we'll have a convention of states and that sort of thing. And the, the Article 5, oh, well, yeah. And, you know, you see Karen push back a little bit saying, and a lot of people do. It's kind of a 50-50 split, I find, with folks who think that that might be part of a solution, potentially. But my God, you got to walk and chew gum at the same time. And to get two-thirds of any states to do anything is incredible. I mean, they can't even agree on the fact of, you know, the fact that we should have God in our country, that we should not abolish God. I mean, really. Uh, so there's a lot on the table with all that. There's also a lot. I want to thank you again for all your well wishes. I was out and out uh, of the count, actually, for well over a week. We had COVID 2.0, as you know, and hit me pretty good. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a weapon against the body for sure. Uh, it finds many ways to wreak havoc with the human body. It's There's nothing pleasant about uh, this bioweapon, uh, to be sure. I've reported on it from the early, early days of uh, 2020. And even at the end of 2019, when we knew this was coming from China, from Wuhan, uh, before it ever hit the States here. So I'm well-versed in what's taken place with COVID here. And of course, at America Out Loud, we've become COVID central. We get uh, so many emails and communications every day from our beautiful listeners and from people really around the globe, not just here in America, but all over the all over the world, beyond even the country. As I tell you all the time, Australians, New Zealand, Europeans, they love America Out Loud. We have a great uh, uh, cast of folks who listen all around the globe here. Uh, now, uh, you know, what I believe is the answer here is a healthy immune system. I talked to you about healthy cell for all of those reasons. Um, 
when I got sick here this past week, I doubled up on Immune Super Boost. You better believe it. Uh, immune Super Boost has vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. I mean, come on, people, you know? This is a line of microgel products. They're nutraceuticals, microgel. So they're the thing with microgel, understand, please understand, it gets into your body quick. If you're still taking vitamins like the, the pill form or the chalky vitamin, well, then you're not thinking right. You're, you're just not getting the benefits of it. I know I've spoke to many doctors about this. The absorption of that doesn't get into your body. So the, the absorption of a microgel gets into your body and you get the benefit of it to have a better immune system. That's the key. And so the benefits of that are very, very clear. But they have a host of products like Focus and Recall. A lot of people have brain fog from long COVID. That's a real problem, real problem. And uh, also REM sleep. A lot of us are not sleeping well. So this is not a sleeping pill. These are microgels. Take a look at all the host of products at healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Our listeners get 20% off that first order. It's the only place you can get that discount is here at America Out Loud. Um, back at America Out Loud, we have our sponsored partnership, the banner ads. Click that, go get an education. Lots of read in there, scientific information, all kinds of things. Empower yourself, empower your life. The other thing real quick I must mention is Cofix RX. Oh my golly, this is an amazing product. It's a nasal hygiene. You put it up into your nose and it. you do a couple of squirts each nostril and you get, it kills the pathogen. SARS-CoV-2 kills that. Uh, superbugs, viruses, influenzas, pathogens of any kind, Pox, monkey pox, gorilla pox, or any other pox. It kills all this stuff in your nose so it doesn't get into your respiratory tract and get into your lungs and create havoc with your system. Cofix RX is an amazing product. Uh, you, again, can get 20% off of that with the code OUTLOUD. CofixRx.com forward slash OUTLOUD. Or what do I always say? Click the banner ad back at America Out Loud. Make sure you have Cofix. Have it in your briefcase. Have it in your pocketbook. Have it so you travel with it. Easy to travel. Have your healthy cell and the microgel in your pocketbook, your briefcase, all of that. Stay healthy, healthy, immune. Help us fight the out loud truth. We'll take a quick pause, my fellow Americans, and we'll join you on the other side. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. 
Check out the CopixRx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. We are joined back with you here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to the voice of a nation, friends. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. Always a privilege to be with you, and thank you for being part of the mission here, uh, to be sure. Very interesting talk today. Uh, really, we're taking from local to global, and really talking about the weaponization of America's government, and specifically our government agencies, Clearly, you, I'm not going to get into all of the machinations here of Mar-a-Lago. You know what took place. You know what's happened. You know how egregious it all is. You know what's happened with the with the with the PTAs, with the, uh, the the unions and the schools and the parents going after our parents. You know all of that already. You know the weaponization going after conservatives and the IRS and all that. You know all that already. Not going to waste your time with all that nonsense. You already know what's happening here. Everybody knows, Democrat, Republican, Independent, even the communists know uh, what's taking place. Now you see they want to empower and hire 87,000 IRS agents, and they want to make sure they're armed. They know how to fire, and they're they're, uh, not afraid to use deadly force is the words they use. Wow, wow, wow. But yet, when the patriots go up there with no arms uh, to redress their grievances, they're put into jail, Uh, right? Correct? And yet the framers knew. That's why you have 2A. Uh, for that reason, they didn't even go there with 2A. They just went there to have a conversation. But it got out of control, didn't it now, friends? That's a story for another day. Uh, welcome back here to the Voice of a Nation here. Karen Schoen joins us and Patricia Antone and um, two brilliant minds. Uh, Patricia's um, op-ed, The D-Marxist Party, is scheming to rig the midterms. A fabulous read. Go read that and, and uh, you'll get a bit of education. And then go read Karen's. Uh, which is where I want to start right now. Now, for time, I want to move this conversation along as quick as we can. Karen, your article was never talk politics and religion. Don't trust your parents. Sadly, we listen. Give us, a, let's keep in things and talking points of summary, but give us a sense when you bring it back to the 60s and 70s, who these people are, what's a sense that people should know, because are these the cats that are running our governments and our agencies and our political leaders? Is that who they are? Sadly, yes. And I was part of that group, which is why I know all of this. Well, you put that in your article, which I thought was fascinating. You called yourself out as a hippie. Go ahead. Yes, I was. I was involved in all of the craziness that was going on in the 60s. And we have to understand what the 60s was about. Uh, We were a group full of hope and we were all hung on John Kennedy's uh, um, Camelot. And this is what we wanted. And we had hope for America. And then all of a sudden, the 60s turned ugly. We lost Kennedy. We lost Martin Luther King. We lost Robert Kennedy. We lost a host of people. And we lost a lot of soldiers. We lost a lot of soldiers. Yes. My generation turned on the government. And they became the anti-establishment people. And they sought and looked for anything that was anti-establishment. Well, here come the Marxists. And that worked out beautifully for them. So, so stop there. And now, are these people partnering with what you're calling the Marxists, the globalists? Is, is they, that what we're talking about? 
yes, we were educated by the Marxists. The Marxists went into our colleges. And in order to make it happen faster, we had the Vietnam War, which was a draft war, which became draft exempt for teachers. So now all of these kids, myself included, although I always wanted to be a teacher, uh, but many of my friends had no desire to be a teacher, but they became teachers to avoid the draft. So and Karen, when we went to school, it's I was almost just like say, these people are brainwashed at that exactly, level. It, it, exactly. Well, let me get, let's get. I want to get to the point because of time, but it's almost like they're brainwashed at that point. Okay, all of these people you're talking about, right? I mean, that's what's yes. happening. And so the ma- the marriage. I want to talk about that. I'm, I'm still really, uh, I'm really got up, caught up on this marriage between local and government agency heads and and uh, globalists. So you're saying the brainwashing that took place has sort of got every, I guess what I might say, Patricia, give me, give me your opinion on this. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like they're in lock and step and it's almost like they were taken from, I don't know, it's weird. Can, can I add one thing? Yeah. Nixon divided the country into 10 regions as per the United Nations. And that's how this all started, because you take a region, which is a conglomeration of states headed up by a bureaucratic agency, and your vote doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Think right, about so- a water board. You don't go to your local administrator and say, I'm having a problem with my water, because they'll say, oh, well, I don't handle that, Karen. You have to go to the water board. Let's stay on the big picture here now of connecting these dots. Patricia, help me out with that connection again and what we're talking about uh, from the point of view that Karen says these people are are intermixed and married and sort of globalist yeah. thinkers. They're Marxists. Uh, this yeah, was the establishment. I, that, it's what they ate for breakfast in the morning. Tell us. Exactly. John Lennon's Imagine, you know, what ended up morphing into uh, hyper control, basically, because hyper control is what you get as power aggregates to higher and higher levels. So that's that's it. I've, I've always thought it was weird that the liberals of my era and I considered myself a liberal. But they aren't really liberal. I think they disguised right. liberalism by promoting a socio. Yeah, liberal's gotten liberal. a bad name, Patricia, hasn't it? <laughs> well, it, yeah, it used it used to be a belief in the individual, and exactly. today what it is is um, you know the sociosexual free for all. Well, it's under the guise of progressivism, right? I and, mean, it, and it's allowed to, yeah, yeah. They disguise Marxism in that in that right. uh, disguise. They're very very smooth, very very mm-hmm. smooth, and the way they use the language, the way they've turned the kids the transgender movement, the upside down balance of life and society, the kids, the suicide rates. I mean, we're just ripping through generations here and just screwing things up to the light and delight of people all around the globe, it seems to me. Well, yeah, that idealism of the 60s became this, um, you know, CRT and DEL and and all of these other ideologies uh, that, that all converge in Marxist. All right. Let me put something out fresh for both of you. I, I, I really want you to think about what I tell you here and or tell me what you think. Um, you know, we hear the we hear the term a lot, term limits, term limits. What does that mean? OK. And people argue that back and forth. And I get the pros and cons of all of it. I get it. 
but you have to weigh the odds of all of this. Now, we have the president on term limits, but everybody else is a free-for-all. Uh, certainly, the Supreme Court, it's an appointment for life, uh, and they're some of the most corrupt bastards on the planet here, and they're definitely political appointees, and don't tell me they beat to the drum of the Constitution because I never bought that, and I don't, didn't believe it then, I don't believe it now. And uh, they're all paid off. And then now you have your uh, your, your your heads of all these gov- these agencies we talked about. Uh, no, nobody and our senators and a congressman, and they're not on term limits. Everybody. So the corruptness of Washington, it breeds it, it. It fulfills its destiny. They think they believe their own stench. They 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 swim in their own stench. Uh, it, you, you can smell it when you get off the plane up there at uh, Reagan Airport. I mean, it's a stench of garbage uh, and it permeates through. Yeah, I'm just drawing a picture for your friends, but it permeates the corruptness of our society. Really, it's evil. It's 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 really, really evil. So you talk about cleaning that up, you know, tied in, tied out. I think one of the things to me that has to happen anytime you have people in a position, 30 40, 50, 60, 70 years. These people don't leave Washington unless they're in a wheelchair and need an oxygen tank. Uh, and then we we roll them out there to their coffin or to the ceremony, what have you. And they sit there and get fat, healthy, healthy, rich. They don't know what the hell they're talking about in the last 20 years of their program because they've been there too long and their brain is leaving them anyways. The whole thing is sick. Everybody to me in my world should be on term limits. Now, let me ask you this. And, and Karen, let me answer me back on this. I think all of our government agencies, and let me just tell you, I'm, I'm pretty radical on this. And I've told listeners this, this before. I believe from a certain level up, I'm talking directors, VPs, anybody from a certain level, I really believe in all these government agencies, There, we need to rewrite the rules. There needs to be a game plan and a limit to how long they can stay in any position. We need to have tied in, tied out. Tied in, tied out. I know people argue that with me. They say, well, experience and all this. But you know what? We have we have a depth of BS right now and corruptness at the highest level. I think we need to have, I'm, I would go way further than term limits just on Congress. We need it across the board in D.C. That's a pretty radical position, but it is my position. What do you say to that? Well, on this one, I happen to agree with you. Um, I agree that we do need a turnover. But that's not really the problem. I think the problem is more that we have to really recognize who these people are, and they are not American. They are globalists. They believe in world domination. They want America cut down to size, and they don't care how they do it. And until we are able to change totally, and I mean deep six our education, Mm -hmm. and bring back civics and an understanding of the way America should work. There's nothing wrong with the way our constitution works. We're just not following it. I love what you said a minute ago. Uh, I really do. Uh, you, you connect some real dots for me uh, when, when you put it in the terms that you do. Patricia, pick up on that, what Karen says right now, so we can squeeze this all in, please. Yeah, I think I think that I absolutely agree that the people who are running things are non-American. And I so hold on now. Just, should, let me ask you both. Should we then? I mean, let's just put it out there. Should we have an, an America First uh, test? 
that these people take of some sort? Uh, sort yes. of like, you know, you have to take an SAT in school. What is it? Is that it, Karen? Is that the deal? Yes, we should have a civics test. We should ask them if they know what the amendments are all about, if they understand, mm -hmm. which they don't because they're not being taught. And uh, who and their allegiance is to as well. America exactly. First, How can you have somebody whose allegiance uh, is totally in opposition swear on a Bible that they're going to follow the Constitution? Give me a break. They're right, lying. Right. And that's what they do best is lie. All right. All right. Well, let me now ask Patricia, when I make the comment, I've never heard it. I, I've now said it. My listeners know I, I really believe that all these agencies from VPs and directors all need to be termed. You can't sit in a position for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It will breed corruptness no matter what. You've already laid out the human spirit, Patricia, early in the program. You explained it very well. Um, it would take a lot to make that happen, what I suggest. But do you agree? Karen agreed with my point on that. And I, I, I put it out there in, in, in the best spurt I can. Do you agree with that point of view or what? I do agree with the point that, that yeah, if, if people are if forming a ruling class, and that is what has happened. A good way to put there it. There was a ruling class yeah. having been formed, and it's an oligarchy of sorts. And, and uh, yeah, if that allow is allowed to happen, power has aggregated in that case. So yeah. a lot of the structure that needs to change to keep people of that bent out, people yeah. of that bent have always existed. They will always exist mm -hmm. and okay. they will always migrate toward positions. Of now, power. now, now, now I, I, I picked okay. up so much from the two of you. When you just say ruling class, Patricia, my mm -hmm. brain went crazy. It went bananas, really. It was like, you're right. <laughs> what we're talking about in this simple uh, possible denominator here is the ruling class, the ruling class. But as I remind people, we are the ones who make this ruling class who they are. Uh, we, we are the ones that create the ruling class. But as Karen and Patricia have pointed out, and I love this talk, man, because they spell it out like, but Malcolm, these are the globalists, they're the Marxists. This is a brilliant conversation. And Karen nailed it so well in her op-ed that said, these are the crack smokers that, and, and um, for a better word here, forgive me, people, but these are the crack pots that, you know, we, we kind of wrestled with back in the 60s and 70s who are now running the farm. Uh, you know, she lays that out there real well. And, and as Patricia says, they're getting ready to hijack the next election because of all this weaponization that's going on in the agencies. Well, that paints quite a scary picture now, uh, my fellow Americans, to be sure. I think this is the guts of where the problem is, actually. I think we can talk about all this other nonsense, but I'm, I'm pretty high on this, what we're talking about right here now. And uh, Patricia mentions the article by the Convention of States, and then I mentioned the Tenth Amendment, and I mentioned the fact that federalism is a point here. Our states, they're not taking the power back. It's clearly, it is clearly being controlled by big government, the beltway, the stench of DC politics. And when I say the beltway, I'm, it, that permeates from there to our state houses and the rest of the garbage people. Uh, but it's a product that this experiment and what our frame has put together is now taken on high tide. We're now, you know, we're up to our, we're up to our chin here. I can hardly breathe. You know, I, I, I got my hand on my chair, <laughs> gasping for air right now, you know. Don't you feel that way? We're sort of right there right now. We're, we're up right. It's, you know, high tides come in, man. We don't know how to push it out. 
And I, I, I think we're, um, we're at a very difficult moment of our country. I think we're distilling it down in a very fascinating way. A tremendous thank you here to uh, Patricia Antone and uh, Karen Schoen. Uh, please look up those op-eds and support uh, their writings and what they're doing. My fellow Americans, we are in some un unparalleled times here and perilous moments of our American experiment, to be sure. But I believe in America, I believe in Americans, and I believe that uh, we can restore liberty and justice for all. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.